Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. This week it's episode 110 and it's a very special episode. As you know, we're normally releasing these on a Tuesday. That's normally our day. But today is Thursday, the 1st of December 2022 because we're celebrating two years of Drama School Dropout. I genuinely can't quite get my head around it. Like, two years of me talking absolute shite with some of my favourite people in the world. Genuinely, this has changed my life. I can't believe it. I can't believe that we're here. I can't believe that it's two years on since episode number one with Heather. Like, genuinely, I feel like the luckiest person in the world. As per usual, my name is Ingram Noble, and I am your resident drama school dropout, and this week I am joined. Genuinely, I can't believe that I get to say this, and I can't believe that I get to have this conversation with this person. It blows my mind. This person changed my life immeasurably, and you're going to hear me talk about that. And this was the one podcast that I was really close to crying during. So, without further ado, please welcome to the podcast, Broadway sensation, star of Glee, Jenna Ashkowitz. Drama school dropout, no graduation day for you, drama school dropout, thought your whole course, now try something new, drama school dropout. Welcome to the podcast. How are we? Oh, thank you. I am good. I am so tired, but I am good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this and genuinely. And thank you for helping me celebrate two years of drama school dropout. It's mental. Congrats. Oh my God. It's crazy. That's amazing. Happy anniversary. Thank you. What started as a keep busy project during lockdown has taken over two years of my life don't you love that it's quite fun but then other times I sit there and I'm like okay I'm recording six podcasts today and then I have to edit tomorrow's podcast and yeah that's too many that's too many we we usually used to cap it at two because we did three once and we were like Mm. that's too it's too many (laughs) as somebody who is what I like to call a nobody when people say yes, I jump. You take them. Yeah, like if they say that they can do, it was the other morning, Um, a very, no, it wasn't the other morning, it was months ago, but this guy who was on like the it. UK version of Shameless, um, he now oh. lives in Australia and he was like, yeah, the only time I can do is two o'clock your time in the morning. And I was like, cool, oh, no. let's do it. You I was like, let's it. do it. You did and, it. And then it worked out that it was the day the clocks went back in Britain. So it ended up being three o'clock in the <laughs> morning o'clock. my time. And I was like, what other you know job what? Here we are. could you possibly have? <laughs> 3 a.m. Yeah. But oh, I, my goodness. I, I want to get this bit out of the way before we start. I did forewarn you that tears may come. Um, you changed my life immeasurably. And oh. you taught me by being part of Glee that it was okay to be a little boy that wanted to be part of this industry and it changed Mm -hmm. my life it set me on a path that I don't think I'd be sitting here doing what I'm doing right now Mm. without that show and I owe everything to the cast and thank you so much for being a part of it that means a lot thank you it's um yeah, you know, we got shit on a lot, and rightfully so, like you said. I mean, it's just but, the rapping uh, that I feel free to shit <laughs> But truly, I mean, I think to, to do it and go through the highs and lows of that, you know, six years and that continue to kind of, like, plague us sometimes, it's, like, it's good to hear all the good that it oh. did and continues to do, you know, in our daily lives as well. It's a good I, reminder. I would not be sitting doing what I'm doing now without the wow. show and I, wow. can, I can categorically say that wow well that that means a lot I remember very vividly I don't know what it's like in the American school system I remember when you have to like for our final exams we have to pick our subjects and I remember sitting there with my dad and I grew up in a very have you ever seen the film Billy Elliot yeah yeah so I grew up five miles away from where that was filmed and it's oh my very gosh. very true to life that it's a very masculine working class men do yeah. men's thing and I remember sure. looking at the piece of paper and so desperate to pick drama but sat in the back of my head and went 
it's not a very masculine subject is it and my dad was sitting there and I was like what's he gonna think and thank god it was him that suggested that I do drama and I was like okay let's do it oh wow that's cool but it was really it was Glee I grew up with Glee it started in 2009 I was 11 when that show started oh my gosh wow so we're just old enough to watch (laughs) it was I was probably still too young to watch um yeah but it has been part of my life for as long as I can remember it's been part of that formative year where we really had to decide what we were doing and it's changed my life completely and utterly and I'll never like can you hear the shaking in my voice I don't know how to like articulate this (laughs) but just but thank you thank you because it it really has I'm so glad to hear that yeah no I don't I can't take credit for it but I will you You know you can take the credit appreciative I'm appreciative of of the impact that it had on you I was texting one of my friends today and I I keep it a secret (laughs) who I'm doing who's coming on the podcast I never tell anyone (laughs) apart from my mum and I texted my friend today and I said I've not been nervous to do a podcast for a while (laughs) like but it's isn't that funny when you have somebody bubbling up (laughs) but it's not even that like because I've I've like been so lucky in that I've got to host some of my personal heroes in conversation now yourself included and (laughs) I think around episode 30 I started to get the hang of it and I knew what I was doing and I got myself into this mindset of they're just people too like it's okay like they're calling, just just calling into chat right <laughs> and it was it was michael harney from orange is the new black that said i never get nervous around people because everybody starts the morning with their pants around their ankles <laughs> and i was like it's a good way to think about it very good but very today good. i was like getting a bit nervous like <laughs> getting like slightly nervous about this and um oh my, my goodness my friend was like who is it and i was like i'm not telling you I'm not telling you. Surprise for my anniversary episode. Yeah. No, <laughs> two years. It's at, and I can't believe I can't believe that I'm celebrating two years with somebody who That's awesome. has what been such a massive too. part of my life. So thank you. Um oh, but what I do you. like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is how did you get into acting? And what was your first ever role? It doesn't need to be professional. We love a good nativity oh, story. Yeah. Yes, we do. Um, I started when I was three years old and I was doing a lot of commercials and um, a lot of like print jobs because magazines were a really big thing back in the day. And um, my first job was a play school um, dress me up Ernie doll and I was just holding the look the doll um I looked like a little boy I had like very short hair um and my first commercial was Toys R Us which um here in the states that you know toy store yeah exactly it's really sad Toys R Us is like I think (laughs) it's a staple in everyone's life and it really makes me upset that my local Toys R Us is now turned into, <laughs> you won't have them in the States. It's a B&M bargain store. It's like, you I've heard about them now, yeah. right? Um, and it, every time <laughs> I, I go past it, I'm like, it's Toys R Us. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I felt very lucky to be able to be in one of those, mm. you know, iconic commercials where they sing the song and, you know, oh. it was really great. Um, but I, so I did that. And then, you know, along the way, my first like theater gig, I think was I played a robot in fourth grade um, or third grade or fourth grade. Showing and those acting chops off straight away. Yeah, just a robot, you know, clear uh, vision of the future. I- I'm um, not going to be a person. I'm going to show you my acting chops. Be a robot. <laughs> And then, and then I had a tap solo in my fourth grade dance concert, you know, and then it all took off from there. Um, I was on Broadway when I was nine. That was my first, like, uh, really big gig. That's mad. That's like, I I think about myself as a nine-year-old and I'm like, I couldn't have done like (laughs) amateur dramatics. It's really wild, right, to think mm. about like uh, being nine and having that much responsibility. And obviously, you have people towing you back and forth and giving you the clothes to wear mm. and taking you to your, you know, backstage to your cues and all of that. We were very taken care of, obviously, yeah. but um, there is like a real responsibility and commitment that you learn and a discipline that you learn doing something eight times a week um, yeah. while also going to school. 
You and know? it's very rare that people who are child stars and have worked throughout their childhood carry it on. Make it. I know. And it's, well, it's funny because I didn't, you know, I wasn't in the, the Hollywood scene. Yeah. I wasn't one of those kids that they thought, like, is she going to get into drugs too young? And, you know, all <laughs> these crazy things that you see in the limelight. And, um, you know, I wasn't famous when I was young. I just worked mm. like a whole crazy person. I worked a lot. Um, so... Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I also wasn't one of the, you know, I wasn't a Macaulay Culkin and I wasn't yeah. like an Olsen kid. Um, but it is, it was a huge deal for me to make that transition into adult life and choose to do this as an actual career yeah. versus, you know, being a cute kid. And you also didn't go down the, the route of what most child actors do and just continue working. You actually went to drama school. And you got That's your right. BA because a lot of people are going. I've got an agent. I've got auditions coming in. Yeah, I, I've been yeah. doing this for X amount of years. I'm not going to go and get into. I know it's mental <laughs> over there. How much <laughs> debt you get into over in the states and things. Yeah, but yeah. drama school has been a massive turning point in my life. So I do want to talk yeah. about it. I feel like hey, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this because I feel like the Americans will call it something different. Um, <laughs> my my initial thing is to say Marymount Manhattan that's right I was like is it going to be like Marymount like Maryland (laughs) Um, Marymount no that's right Marymount yeah and one of my favorite things in life that absolutely fuel my existence are Mm. crazy or funny drama school stories because there's so much stuff that goes on behind those doors it should be a sitcom do you have a favorite story you can share with us Oh my goodness. Marymount was such a whirlwind. Um, it was really, it didn't have a musical theater program yet. So um, anything I could do in the musicals and they had a minor. So we took mm. every class I could possibly take in, you know, theater performance. Yeah. Um, but um, I actually really enjoyed taking, um, in hindsight, having an acting major versus a musical major. Cause I was already pretty musical. So to be yeah. able to like really get down to the bare bones and Can't the technique relate, of it okay. all was really great. <laughs> um, the funny, I mean, everybody in our school in Marymount, um, even in your liberal arts classes or whatever, the, the thing was the, the motto was gay by May. <laughs> um so you weren't really we weren't really looking for boyfriends there (laughs) um it was is a fantastic school um honestly I'm just trying to rack my brain it was such a whirlwind and I I hated it and I loved it at the same time yeah um I was a freshman and I got into the school musical which is like not common but I was mm. uh I was little red in into the woods and I had done it my previous um in my high school I had done it in senior year yeah. uh, little red so I was like I got this. already know the lines um, yeah exactly I was like just put me in yeah. <laughs> put me in coach um I'm trying to think it was it was such a crazy um it a crazy is. place I, I know. I graduated in three years. I was like, get me out of here. I was auditioning at the How same time. How long does time. it normally take to graduate? Four years. Four years. Of, yeah. Oh, it's five here. I don't know why I got confused. Oh, there wow. You, but we do like two years of undergrad. So like we went to like what your version of a community college would be. Got it. And got do it, two years. And then, and then you, and go, then you three, go and do three years. Yeah, then you go and do three years. Mm. But basically the way that I worked it out, because I am a drama school dropout, I done three years at the community college. And then I done oh. one year at drama school <laughs> and dropped out six months in. And then I went back and done another year and graduated with my honors. So I'm like, oh, good. So you did. You, so you I got dropped inv- out, but you're not officially a dropout. Oh, I'm a dropout. I was a dropout for like 70 episodes of this podcast. And then I was like, I'm okay, defecting. Uh, I'm defecting. <laughs> you did it. Congratulations. Oh, you did it. Was, it. it was the, the hardest thing I've ever done. Not oh like, my, it truly. was like mentally, it was like, can I be asked getting up at seven o'clock in the morning to go to this class? <laughs> can I? No, Not I know. I mean, I was doing like cat makeup. I took makeup as a class for my stagecraft class, which you have to take in order to graduate. So I was like, I have to take makeup, right? We never did anything like that. 
I, I, you know, I cut corners all throughout college. I feel mm. like just to make it out alive. And, uh, um, you know, like, and like you said, you know, it was, it was very much, I was in New York city. I was auditioning. I had an agent. I had worked professionally. So for so many years, like why go to college? But I just felt like, you know, if I was going to really make this a career, I had to go back and really hone in on my craft, you know, yeah. do the work um, and, and really like get down to the nitty gritty of it all. But at the same time, I was also basically failing in college because I was working in real life and they did not advocate for that at all they were not supportive of me working at all so I was basically being told like you know I'm working professionally I was traveling with the New York Yankees at the time hosting this tv show and they were saying like you're not in class so you're gonna fail and I was like well you know what you know fail me yeah exactly I'll drop out I almost dropped out a ton of times that so there's my could have been part of the club I could have. I was really close, like quite a few times. I I do not understand why drama schools do not let people work professionally. You know, I get the theory behind why Marymount said it. It was because they feel like if you haven't been working professionally, because not everybody does, mm. right, goes to college after working professionally, they don't feel like they you're ready to get out into the real world. So if you're wearing the badge of their name, you know, of Marymount's name, they want you to have a good reputation, that they've trained you well, that you have done all the work instead of going out and bombing all of that stuff. But that's not on them. That's on you, you know? My rebuttal would be, if they weren't ready, they wouldn't have got the job. I I, I appreciate that, and I support that. (laughs) That, That's what I... I, I, So I'm not ready, but these casting directors... This for a living, yes. are like yeah, exactly. let's give them a shot. Yeah, let's, yeah. I was very lucky in the fact that I had some stuff going on at the beginning of this year, and mm. I had uh, this podcast, obviously. And the only question I asked my drama school at the interview when I went back was, if somebody for talking sick is a big guest that I can get and says I can only do twelve o'clock in the afternoon on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Are you cool with me taking a half day? Are you mm-hmm. cool with me? I've got a show coming up in April. I'll need two days off. Is that an issue? And they were like, no. They were like, oh. They were like, get out. Great. They were like, go and do what you've got to do. You know what? Um, you got to ask for what you want. <laughs> I only had to have two days off. And I think I had to leave half an hour early once to catch a podcast because of I messed up the time differences. But anybody in the Glasgow area, New College Lanarkshire, 10 out of 10, would recommend. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Drama school was a big turning point in my life for a fact that I learned a lot of lessons the first time, the second time as well, but more important ones, I would say, the first time around. Yeah. What was the biggest lesson that you learned while you were at drama school? Well, I also went to a performing arts high school as well. Love that. Yeah, so my whole you know, high school and college experience was Mm -hmm. all musical theater. Um, We did the very first high school production of Les Mis. I was a freshman in high school when we did that. And and so we were really, I was just working. I was in the ensemble for... (laughs) Don't say it like that. There would be no show without the ensemble. Yeah, you are so right. You are very, very right. Everybody plays a part. Um, I So I learned a lot about myself throughout those eight years right um in high school I think the the biggest thing I learned was ironically not to cut corners um (laughs) (laughs) and then in college I just cut corners all over the place but it was important to pay attention to the detail right and um but in college most importantly I think you know, when you're taking audition classes, when you are taking performance classes, especially musical theater, um, it's so easy to try and emulate your idols. So yeah. when I was growing up, it was Leia Salonga, it was Sutton Foster, it was all those big heavy hitters of that, you know, age, Adina and Kristen. And just disgusting you know, people. You just horrible the worst truly uh, <laughs> um terribly untalented so just not talented at all it's like it, the, those kind <laughs> of people that you just hate because they're so talented 
<laughs> like it's, it looks so easy. It comes so easy. <laughs> like I know that everyone on Glee was so talented and was there yeah. to do what, but I want to know actually, and just one Glee question before we come to it later <laughs> on. What was it like in the room when you all got told, yeah, Dina Menzel's coming on the show. Like she's going to do this, like, Appearance. Yeah, I mean, those were those were huge for us because like Kristen was the Kristen Chandler yes. was the first guest star to come on the show. And so it was just us for a while, you know, those yeah. first three episodes. The and then when Kristen came on on the fourth episode, I think, um, we were in like a full panic. We were like in a full panic because that was like mine especially mine and chris colfer because we were like the big broadway lovers yeah um and so we were like freaking out when we were like here she comes she's coming to the rehearsal room she's coming to rehearse with us and it was like it's it's like she came in with this halo above her head and she was just so incredible it took us like three hours to learn a musical number all of us together and she comes in she learns it in 10 minutes she's got it down and she gets the hell out and you're like uh, that's a professional um and she's the nicest person so it just it sucks because they're just really nice and really talented so you're like i can't even hate them yeah you, you want to be able to come away and go at least she was an arsehole <laughs> exactly like kristen um, chenoweth spat in my face because i hit a bum no <laughs> like that, no that's she's what literally the best the literal that is what you want but you don't get that from them no. because they are good people and but they that's are why they so... are working so much in there that's why that's they're still right. that is the right. kristen chenoweth right. they are um, they're icons and legends yeah. in their own right um but no going back to the college yeah. thing you know i think it was the hardest I, I think the hardest thing was to not copy be a copycat of them to yeah, not 100 percent, and you know imitate their voices and imitate their careers because they are stars because they are one of a kind mm. they are unique and they are talented and they are one of a kind so there's already one of them out there you don't want to be the copycat of them so and i think that, that for me was like the like a huge light bulb going like i'm not gonna be famous because or be successful because i'm a christian channel with copycat yeah. it's gonna be because i'm who i am and give the world what i do best so that's, that was a really big thing for me that's hilarious that you say that because i went through the exact same thing <laughs> so I've, I've never been musical theater um because i can't sing or dance it, we just can't like, fair enough fair like, enough that's painful to watch um <laughs> and i remember i used to love i don't know if you'll have heard of it it's a sketch show called little britain Oh it's, yes, yeah. you know Glee was really like all the cast of Glee was a huge fan of Little Britain. Love huge. Little Britain, um, despite its flaws. Um, and <laughs> I have always been a huge David Williams and Matt Lucas fan, and mm. I used to imitate their characters. I can do the voices and stuff, and it come <laughs> to a point where people were like, "You're really relying on this," and it's, mm. and I I forced myself to not do that. And even mm. when it came to like, you got to improv a scene. And I, I forced myself into this really serious side of drama. And yeah. through doing that, and that's what I enjoy doing now. Yeah, I feel like it's an easy thing to fall into, yeah. right? Because there's these amazing people out there. You go, well, they're doing it. So why can't I, I you know, you want to kind mm. of emulate them and because they are have such an impact on your life yeah. and they have such an impact on your career and what you want to do you know you aspire to be them but like in you know I think it's like just remember in your own way like aspire to be them but to be yourself in yeah. in that um in that mm -hmm. track so yeah that was like one of the biggest things for me speaking of your icons and your heroes a question that i love to ask everybody is if you could pick anyone in the world to do a two-hander play or a musical in the west end or broadway but preferably west end so i can see it yeah yeah fair enough you can pick anyone in the world as long as they're alive who would you pick oh my god that's a hard question it's a really hard question. Okay, so I would love to do the West End because I haven't done the West End yet. Um, Producers, so just, hello. I'm just going to put Paul it out Taylor there. Paul Taylor Mills. <laughs> um, okay, so if it was a, a film or a play, a straight play or a straight yeah. film or a comedy, um, my one of my comedic idols, which would scare the hell out of me too because they're your heroes, is Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, 
<laughs> she's another one of those people that is just disgusting. Yes, exactly. It's like, there is there anything that she cannot do that and like, actually like just, she lives in things so beautifully and like yeah. everything is just so funny and, and unique and iconic and weird. Yeah. Um, so definitely like a, a comedy with her and a musical. I think I just keep coming back to, I keep coming back to Sutton Foster. I, yeah. I know she was probably like growing up, like she was the, the it girl. She was mm. the belter. She was the it girl. She was, you know, Millie. And, you know, she did all of these incredible musicals with like the 11 o'clock number that everybody wants to sing in their auditions and everybody yeah. wants to do. And I just, um, she was like a really huge um, part of my musical theater journey in high school and college. And um, she was just in everything too. So I would able, was able yeah. to go to the city and like see her live multiple times. I love that. I, I'm going to carry on my campaign of, um, it's kind of like stalking now. It's been that okay. long, but it's kind of like long distance stalking because I'm not stood outside Fair the enough. house. Um, Catherine Tate, <laughs> please come on the podcast with oh me my or gosh. please do a two-hander. I've been going yes. for like a hundred and however many episodes now and I've called you out every episode and you've still not been on the podcast. I'm starting to think eventually. It's yeah you know what eventually you'll get there I, I hope so she's such an icon <laughs> but I am starting to take it quite personally Catherine so if you're listening I know you are um because why wouldn't you be um I, I'm starting to get slightly offended <laughs> <laughs> The sold-out five-star play is returning to Webster's Theatre. This is where we get off by Ingram Noble and Heather Spiden follows the Moffat family through some of the most difficult days of their lives. Yvonne is seven months pregnant, her husband Philip is constantly disappearing and leaving dodgy phone bills behind, their 18-year-old son Lip is debating joining the army and trying to navigate his love life, and their dog-breeding, sex-toy-selling neighbour Rhonda is still doing her weekly shop in their kitchen. How will they cope with the unexpected arrival of an estranged family member? Make sure to get your tickets from the link in the show notes below to see This Is Where We Get Off at the Webster's Theatre on the 11th of February, 2023. You can now become an official drama school dropout. We're now on Patreon and you can help this podcast grow on so many levels. As an official drama school dropout, you'll have access to unique benefits, including exclusive early access to episodes before anyone else. To become an official drama school dropout, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash drama school dropout. Um, I, I want to talk um, about Glee now and um, all of that because it, it's been such a big part of my life. Of what was the audition process like for you? Um, so I was doing Spring Awakening on Broadway at the time and they had this show, um, this musical show that everybody was auditioning for. And the casting director from Spring Awakening was also the ca casting director for the New York side Love of that. Glee. Yeah, so the first audition that we had, none of us had to sing because we were all had proven ourselves that yeah. we were on Broadway when we could sing. Um, so I went in for Could Tina you imagine me only... going in <laughs> just like, well, I can't sing, but you're, Can you sing? you're, you're on Broadway. <laughs> you're on Broadway. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they say. Um, I I had um, one line for Tina in the in the pilot audition because she had a stutter. So it was, ah, 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 and that was it. Wow. <laughs> so I went in and Tina had Tourette's at the time written in the script. It mm. wasn't that she had a stutter. So Tourette's, um, I, I went in and I, I kind of, I did my very best, um, uh, and I want to say impression or, you know, it's hard to say because I, I in this day and age now, that would never be okay. Right. Like yeah. you could never, I could never play a character that had Tourette's or a stutter. Um, Do you think or so? I wouldn't say never, but, but it, it's uncommon and even more uncommon for somebody like Kevin McHale, who would never be impersonating somebody in a wheelchair. They would hire an no. actual actor in a wheelchair. Yeah. I you know, think so there would it, be a it's lot an interesting of time. Different yes, exactly. cast members <laughs> on Glena. Cause I don't That's think right. in the world that we live in now and don't get me wrong. I, I sort of don't have an issue with it. 
I, mm. I don't know if that's controversial to say. Um, no, I don't but think I, it is. I'm also <laughs> aware I'm not in a wheelchair or anything like that. Right. Um, right. But like for talking sake, Darren Chris <clears throat> probably wouldn't be the character that he was now. Right. Or maybe it's interesting because I think that there's a there's a level of respect that you have to have as an actor going yeah. into a role, but that's what we are actors, right? Yeah. So we do play pretend. Now that doesn't take away from the fact that I would never ever want to take away a job from somebody mm. who had the opportunity to actually be authentic in the role, yeah. right? So, you know, in a wheelchair, you don't want to mm. take that job away from somebody who's actually handicapped, I think right? it just comes down to the person who's best for it. Do, don't get me wrong. I just want to quickly say I'm not, like, endorsing sure. blackfishing or, like, a <laughs> cultural appropriation or anything like no, that. No, of course. It's I, well intended. turning I mean. around yeah. and saying that I'm going to audition, go and audition to play Mike Tyson in the upcoming <laughs> biopic. Right. Um, there's, I, there's definitely a level of... <laughs> and I do also think then if you do that for all of the minorities for lack of yeah. a better word then yeah. you are going to severely cut off jobs for people from those minorities mm. so mm. if yes. now gay people can only play gay characters because a gay person wouldn't be like if we're looking at it that way right like how many right. gay characters are there we'd only need four or five gay actors in the world that's right no that's right so i think that it's sort of as long as you're not being offensive or culturally offensive um right there's no appropriation and there's no it, there's like a fine there's such a fine line yeah right it's such a fine line and and here's the thing i think it's so wonderful and beautiful that we're in a world where we are getting to the point where we are aware of it and mm. we are we're making strides to actually for actors to think mindfully about going into a role saying yeah. am i the right person to play it and if you think you are then great you know mm. like that's that's something that if you respect it and you and you go in thinking about it and you've considered all of the things of am i taking this away from somebody am mm. i am i being respectful in who i am portraying i think that there's a level of um, acceptance that we will come to that mm. goes you know you can play it here but we're not you know, I'm not going to play somebody, you know, or, and even for me as a, uh, an Asian woman, it's like, I don't, there are so few roles for me to begin yeah. with. And I knew that growing up. So somebody coming in and saying like, I can play this role. It's like, this was made for an Asian woman. And mm. the fact that you, if you're white coming in saying you can do this, you've taken away one less, one job, yeah. one more job from us that we had that we didn't have, you know mm. what I mean? Like that they were so sparse anyway. Yeah. So I think there's like, from my perspective, that's how I look at it. Is like if it's written that way, mm. and it and it feeds the role, serves the the story, then let's be authentic about it. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then like be open to to switching and be open to the casting mm. of like why you choose this person. That's kind of yeah. where I'm at with that. It's just like when people, <laughs> when I sort of see people go off on people for the first thing that I kind of want to say to everyone is, so would you turn down a job? after a pandemic <laughs> like because i'm, I'm no, i know sure it's that so everyone, hard like for talking sick no people are really no, dying to, to work people weren't happy about leah michelle's recent casting in funny girl and right. leah got a bit of shit for it and all i'll say is after two years of a pandemic i don't know anyone personally or professionally that would say do you know what i'm not going to take a paying job <laughs> it's no i mean that's that's very real like there's it's it's this industry is so hard yeah and it is so competitive full of and people need to make a living yeah yeah people have to make a living um but you know that said like i also you know i'm not we're we're also saying like i'm not going to go and take somebody else's yeah. job just because right like yeah. it, it's it's a mindful way of going into something and not hating on people for the choices that they make yeah. right we live in a world of social media of all these things where our opinions have become so elevated to the point where we think everything that we say matters and everything that we yeah. say is right and it's it's like everybody just take a step back <laughs> one second 100%. and like let's just create some art let some people let's, let's be open let's be you know free to like actually be, be grateful to create after the pandemic mm. to be able to 
to for Hollywood to be back, for Broadway to be back, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. We, we didn't, didn't know what was, that was going to make it. Right, exactly. Somebody so everybody said to me, just like take a breath. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said to me recently, Earth without art is just eh. And oh, wow. that that hit me quite yeah. like profoundly. And what I just do want to say to everyone is that in the UK especially, I don't I'm not really up to date with US politics. We have mm. a new prime minister and her new government is very anti-LGBT rights, anti-trans rights. Mm. And we we've got a fight to do with the government. Let's not do it with ourselves and let's not do it with right. the people that lift up like who we are Story and powers, what we do. Right. Like right. like let's not do that. Like write to your local mm. MPs, go out and vote like right. make a difference donate to charities that are doing this right. yeah like just just log off of twitter for 10 minutes i know it's so hard it's, i mean i'll say uh, you know the 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 casting and the awareness and the mindfulness that we have going into not taking away jobs from people allowing mm. people to create allowing us to make mistakes and and not be a part of this cancel culture where people can learn how to correct themselves and not just be um written off i think is so important because of you know all of these things yeah. that you say it's like written you know social media is now everything is kind of your history is recorded and 100%. like that's it's just like the willingness to like change and be open and make mistakes and say things and take them back and learn from them i think is so important so i think we've also out of the pandemic have come from cancel culture now to this like more open um, mindset where hopefully we're able to learn from all of these yeah. things and and you know we're coming to a more positive place rather than a very bitter and like hard place at least in the states yeah. as well in terms of politics it was so hard um we have so, we're in such a divisive time yeah. and it's like you know pitting everybody against each other and and i'm just hoping that like you know as we move forward we become more forgiving of each other um because 100%. it's just too hard already it's too hard Hundred percent. I, I applaud. Applause. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do want to ask you one, two more questions about Glee. What yeah. was your favorite song that you did, and what was your least favorite song? Um, one of my very favorite songs is a group that we did with somebody to love for love sure. It. Um, it's just it was like it was like finally all of us because like don't stop was you know just the core. Uh, was the it five catalyst. or six of us and like yeah, the the pioneers if yeah. you will um but you know to have spent so much time with these um with the bigger you know core glee club that we grew and we we formed in episode two or three was like it was like oh here we are this is really cool and it just felt really cohesive and really fun and and, and like just a really powerful number to me um one of my least favorite numbers to do is probably uh, i've got two in my head that i think you're gonna say a condom style yeah and the um, other one involved i think ryan, ryan said he oh god um <laughs> you know kevin McHale like hated that number more than anybody but <laughs> i think we we all hated that number yeah. and honestly that episode was really fun with the puppets like having our like tiny little puppets with us yeah. and like i was really fun experience behind the scenes and that number felt so ridiculous that like yeah i hated doing it but it was also like um it was so ridiculous and we hated it so much that like it kind of made it fun for us yeah. to do like coming out of the plants and I was like <laughs> where are we right now like what is happening but like you know we were having fun yeah I do have to say one of my um one of my favorite Glee songs is a Tina song is it? Still, what was it? still in my playlist today Dog Days oh yeah I you know what I honestly I listen to that still because Amber's on it so yeah. <laughs> and you um, I, i'm gonna say and you you're kind um, you're kind i we did um we did I me and my best song. friend wrote a play over lockdown and we put oh, it on nice. and done it all and we got to the end and it was like it's about family and i couldn't we were like what song do we have them come out to like bow to and i was sat mm. there for days lit scrolling through spotify <laughs> yeah, being like the fuck did they do? No, and then I, no. <laughs> dog days came on and it's like run fast for your mother and i was like okay that's it 
It's like that's yes. it. What a great number. Yeah. I I mean, I was such a huge Florence and the Machine fan at the time too. So yeah. like being able to do that number with also like the best singer on the show, you're like, what a dream. <laughs> what a dream. That's really gonna make some that. headlines. that was really fun Jenna Oshkowitz names Glee's best singer I can see it already (laughs) no I was saying Amber get out of here no that's what I mean like names best singer oh yes oh yeah Yeah. they're gonna try and make you fight with someone best singer (laughs) on the show (laughs) anybody fight me fight me (laughs) Um, my last Glee related question is did you steal anything from the set well, they actually gave us one thing each. So when we finished, um, they said, you can take one thing. And I took the clock off of the wall of the choir room. I love that. I love taking um, things that you wouldn't necessarily be like. Yeah. That's we, the- it was such Lee. a part of like, you. I always looked at it. And I would mm. always be like, what time is it? And it didn't work. So it wasn't right. <laughs> yeah. Um and it just was always there from the very beginning all the way till the end. Mm. And it was something that I felt like I could put up in my office too, that like, you know, felt appropriate and Subtle like it fit in. Match. Yeah. Yeah. So I have it. Um, I love that. And um, yeah, we, it was really fun to like decide what we were going to take, honestly. Did um, anyone fight? No, I don't think so. I think everybody had their own little things. Like I don't even but, remember yeah. what people took, honestly. <laughs> I know Kevin's, Kevin still has the wheelchair. I was gonna imagine like he's just got it. He does. He has the wheelchair. I love that. It's in his garage, I think. (laughs) That's cool. We could maybe sell that later on. (laughs) Right? For auction, for charity or something. (laughs) For charity. We'll all have a good night out. (laughs) I'm just profiting. (laughs) Yeah. Like, see, this is what we are. Like, you're doing good for people. And I'm like, how can we get drunk? Who's buying the next bottle of wine? Um, We're going to play a game now. And it's called okay, Stage great. Right or Stage Shite. And it's three stories. Okay. Two of them are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and have been submitted by listeners. And one okay. of them is a big fat lie that's been made up by our producer, Heather. I've got the answer okay. in a sealed envelope. These are my favorite things <sighs> in the one. world. Great. Number one, I got so high on acid before an audition, I thought the camera was my mum, and I gave it a hug and told it I'd messed up a big audition. Number two... <laughs> At drama school, my lecturer once told me that I wouldn't make it in the industry because my ears were too pointy and they looked like old TV aerials. Number three, I broke up with my boyfriend of six years because I found out he was planning to propose to to me on stage at our end-of-year drama school showcase and I was not about to have all the attention on me and have my classmates hate me in front of agents. Wow. Okay. I want number one to be true. I want somebody to have walked up to the camera I know, in an audition. I and knew too. Like, I'm sorry, mom. It honestly sounds so ridiculous that I want to say it's true because like, who, yeah. how do you even make that it's up? too ridiculous. <sighs> I feel like one is the fake one. Two, definitely, I've been there. I've told, I was told I wasn't going to make it. I was told I walk like a penguin. I was told I was too mm. fat. I was told a lot. I got things, told so. I was too fat to not be funny, which was like a <laughs> double insult. Oh wow! Like, so I'm, I'm too fat, okay. and I'm also just not funny. Like, great. wow! Thank you, thank you. Um, would you break I... up with someone? I think I would probably just have been like, "Don't! I know what you're planning. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm gonna embarrass you and say no in front of everyone." I don't know. I'm, I feel like that one might be fake. Mm, I don't know. We don't have to go. I want number one to be true, so I'm not saying number one. I think I'm gonna go for number three, but you don't need to agree with me. I think I'm going to go with number three as well. I just think, like, I would be like, I know what you're doing. Yeah. Don't do it. I'm going to embarrass you by saying no in front of everyone. Number three. Yay! We were right. I get it right. I love that number one was real. So do I. Do you know what I want (laughs) to see? I want to see the footage. Oh, I want to see that footage too because there was a hug, right? There's a hug. Do you imagine? (laughs) Just like the camera. Somebody comes. I'm so sorry, Mom. Um, oh my gosh very good very good you've, you've had such an amazing career you've done glee you've been on broadway you've been a producer on broadway but do you have a biggest what the fuck is happening moment um well d- okay so during glee um 
because Glee opened up so many doors for us yeah. and we did so much press, we were on every cover of every magazine you could name. It was really like, it was such an incredible, yeah. wild whirlwind experience. Um, there was one weekend where we went and we were asked to sing at the White House for the Obamas. I remember it very. And so we were like, this is awesome. In the same weekend, we were asked to go on Oprah when her show was still on. So in one weekend, we yeah. sang for the president. The first lady was singing below us, literally like lip syncing glee songs with us. And then we had gone that from that to doing Oprah and where she was literally like we had been interviewed we performed on the show it was like those wow. were like bucket list you know yeah. like and in, in kind of jealous kind of jealous yeah I mean I would be jealous <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was is, really very unreal yeah that, that's crazy that's like yeah. that's the one that everyone now has you to go beat. like what yeah <laughs> I, I did have what? one that was like it was Dynamanoff who was my first year anniversary celebration and she oh, walked awesome. into an acting class one day I can't remember who the teacher was <laughs> and Tina Turner was sitting there with two Dobermans and she was uh, paired oh. up with Tina Turner doing cabaret well the, the the play that cabaret was based on I am a camera I, I can't remember something like, something like that and she was wow. playing Tina Turner she was playing with Tina Turner and I was like wow that's a story that's bucket list yeah that's for like sure. like when somebody said like I think I've got good drama school stories <laughs> and then she's like yeah I was with Tina Turner um I I've got one last question for you and it's a closing right. tradition we have on drama school dropout and it's a question from the previous guest to the current guest and the question that has been left for you is who is your celebrity crush oh my goodness um okay i have two go for it <laughs> they're both from like marvel the marvel world this is really funny love that chris chris hemsworth <laughs> and chris evans <laughs> i mean at least you're like you're a creature it's of habit <laughs> it's just so funny and ridiculous both, and both the chris's I like superheroes, I guess. Maybe maybe one day we can add Chris Colfer. <laughs> Another one of my superheroes. Yeah. We gotta love him. What question <laughs> would you like to leave for the next guest? You don't you won't know who it is. What's coming up next for you? Oh my goodness. Well, well I also, just had a baby. Um, congratulations on RuPaul's Drag Race Super Secret <laughs> Celebrity. You was cool Thank i'm you. not bitter at all that you got sent home <laughs> mm. honestly it was it's funny because i was 12 weeks pregnant at the time so it was perfect timing for me to go home i was starting to feel really ill i yeah. was starting to get really tired I can go the costumes now. were getting really tight i was like this is my exit it's time for me to go um so it was a really fun experience. So um, no, I'm honestly, I have no idea. I'm I'm enjoying monhood. You know, it's congratulations, been months, by the way. Thank you, thank you. It's been really wonderful. I'm like, have I? You know, I had this revelation. I was like, I've worked my whole life. I mean, truly, my whole life. Yeah. So just to take a, like a mini break and really think about it. I mean, it's funny because like even up through my pregnancy, I was working on yeah. you know drag race, and so we'll see. I don't, I don't know. I would love to get back to the stage at some point and um you know but i also wouldn't mind staying here in la for a little bit so yeah. only time will tell talking of celebrity drag race i believe that i can say this you do not have to say anything because i imagine you've signed ndas and things um i believe that it will all be over by the time this comes out um friend of the podcast daniel franzesi um is on <laughs> is on um i hope he does well and um there's a there's a fellow gleek on there um i just <laughs> gonna point this out jenna did not tell me i'm on reddit um good luck to kevin McHale. um <laughs> it's all gonna be it's gonna be fun and games um where can everyone find you on social media um i am on instagram and twitter at jenna ashkowitz just my full name spelled yeah. out and tiktok as well i guess um I'm you on cameo but... anything like that no i'm not not right now thank you so much for coming on and doing this um like happy i said happy anniversary beginning. thank you so much and thank you to everybody that's listened and has put up with me for two years um thank you so much um 
but thank you so much for coming on and joining me like i said at the beginning you uh, were part of something that changed my life immeasurably and i couldn't think of anyone that i'd rather do this with for my two-year anniversary well congratulations and thank you for having me honestly you can come back anytime you like. <laughs> um, thank you as well I know you're saying you're taking a break thank you so much for like taking some time out I hope that everything is going well and um, you're in thank my favorite you. city in the world um so Best. I love it but I will let you get back to normal life thank you so much thank you have a, have a good day. night you too Thanks. thank you bye And there we have it. Another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 110 completed. I can't quite believe that I've just had that conversation. I can't believe that I just spoke to one of my childhood heroes. Jenna and the rest of the Glee cast absolutely proved to me that it was okay to be a little boy scared of what other people might think of him to follow my dreams. And I can't ever thank them enough or repay the debt that I owe them because they really did allow me to sort of figure out what I was doing and follow what I wanted to do and I can't thank you guys at home that listen to me talk shit every week. I can't thank you enough. Like, it's another debt that I'll never be able to repay and I'm so fucking thankful. And I'm not going to bore you all with the fucking usual shit that I say about sending stories in, I just want to really take this moment to sort of say thank you and that I really 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 do appreciate it and from the bottom of my heart I love every single one of you and yeah this has been such an emotional episode for me at least that I'm just so thankful and thank you so much for two mental years, it's been so crazy and I couldn't be more thankful and every time something crazy happens I think that's it, that's the craziest we're ever going to get and something then happens again and it gets a bit more mental and genuinely I can't wait to see what happens next and that isn't the end of the second birthday celebrations for drama school dropout this December I'm releasing two episodes every week with some major guests but shaking it up a little bit today I'm releasing two episodes to celebrate two years so at 5 p.m uk time there'll be another episode out with another major guest who I had so much fun chatting with so depending on when you're listening to this make sure to go and check it out it's episode 111 genuinely from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for two years it's a bit mental have a great week stay safe go and listen to the other episode i love you drama school dropout no graduation day for you drama school dropout thought your whole course now try something new drama school dropout